0: have it. Welcome aboard, everybody. It is home day. I am glad to be here. Scott, how about yourself? You happy to be here?
1: Yeah, happy to be here. By the way, is that an isotopes shirt?
0: It is. It is. That is an nice. Albuquerque isotope shirt. Very nice. Uh, this is a courtesy of my of my one and only son. So, By the way, this is uh, Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I'm Scott Steen, lead handicapper at wintersandwiners.com.
1: I'm your co-host, Rochelle, senior handicapper over There
0: you go. And together, we uh, hope to guide you and help you and help all of us head back to the window. Uh, my son, Scott, got his little hockey parlay system going. Took a losing night last night, but he still got an ROI after about nine days of uh, uh, better than 21%. So... It's not bad. There you go. Michelle Ware's back again. What's up, Michelle? T-Train in the house. Uh, we are color coordinated today. We are the men in black. We are hoping to you mm-hmm. We are hoping to help everybody get some Johnny Cash today.
1: We uh, called each other up and made sure we were wearing the same color.
0: Yeah, I'm sure everybody can can picture that happening just like that. By the way, before we get going, a couple of housekeeping items, please remember to like and subscribe. It makes us look good. Uh, with the powers that be, and of course, if you're checking us out on podcast form or anywhere else where you have the option, please rate and review. Give us, I don't know, a million stars, Scott? Do you think that's uh, too much?
1: A million and a half. Yeah. Who's counting?
0: There you go. And of course, I want you to check out the newest addition to the Winners and Winners radio slash podcast slash video family. It is my buddy Chris King over there doing his thing on a show called Just Parlays. And believe it or not, as you might judge from the title, it's all about the political landscape and the elections coming up in 2022. No, it's about parlays. It's just parlays. Get over there and check it out, won't you? Um, good to see you. Bronco Devil in the house. Joan is here. and Magellan Sports is here. J.C. Stone, Casino. Hump Day, Casino. Jacob in the house. Bronco Devil says you look like you're going to a funeral. Uh, it's got, it's a couple of our picks last night kind of made you feel that way, um, Scott. Right off the bat, before we even get rolling, we got a question: Michigan State team total over sixty-six and a half against Butler. Butler, Scott, how are you? Uh, how you feeling
1: about the Bulldogs and the uh, and and Sparty there? Well, we know that Michigan State is still the better team in this matchup. Now, Butler is three and zero. They are. A pretty underrated team defensively, they're very good, and Butler is extremely extremely slow. So they will try to eat the entire clock. They're also going to be playing in the Hinkle Fieldhouse, so you know that Butler should be pretty pumped up for that game because they always are pumped up at Hinkle. Now Michigan State is averaging roughly 11 more rebounds per game, so I do think that they should be able to crash the glass. They should be able to get a lot of either second chance points or just free throw attempts, but I'd go over just because I think Michigan State does have better offense than Troy, Central Arkansas, and IUPUI. But it's not going to be pretty because Butler takes the air out of the basketball. It will be extremely frustrating.
0: Yeah, you have to remember this is a Bulldog team that is really banged up right now. They've still got Chuck Harris. He's averaging 16 points a game, but they've got uh, no Aaron Thompson yet this year who led the uh, led the Bulldogs last year in assists. They've got no Miles Tate. Bo Hodges is questionable. Uh, Ty Gross came over from Eastern Michigan. He's kind of been a disappointment so far. Um, as far as Michigan State goes, I think Hogarth's looked good so far. He's been, he's been dishing the ball, uh, after pretty much riding the pine last year. But, uh, Michigan State, man, it's kind of a mixed bag for me because they don't shoot well from three, shooting just 28% from three-point land so far. But the Spartans, you're right, Scott, they're going to push the pace. And with all the absences on the Butler side, I think they are going to get some second and third chance looks. I don't hate the team total over there. I think any. I, I think I'd lay it with Michigan State and probably play the team total over as well.
1: I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think they're going to cruise into eighty points. I think it'll be a grind, but I do think they'll get there at some point.
0: Absolutely, Brendan, uh, Brendan, Tracy in the house. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome back. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back, Scott. Selections. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to it, Scott. We've got a lot to do on the show today, as we always do. So we're going to start it off with who got ripped off, man. Who got it stolen from them? You know who you are. You know who you are. As uh, we kick off the Hump Day edition of Call the Cops. <laughs> All right, let's let's get it rolling, shall we? Uh, man, we've got we've got three really bad ones today. Uh, college basketball: you had Jacksonville State, Troy under one thirty-two and a half. God, this was a, this was a, a heartbreaker. It just ripped your guts out. It was tied forty-nine. Oh, four, huh?
1: It's probably the worst beat of the year so far for yeah, college basketball. Probably is. It
0: tied 49-49 at the end of regulation. So you've beat the you've beat the number by 32 and a half points, but then unfortunately it's at 98. But you know what? Scott, you ain't oh, gonna, you, more.
1: It's more. Th- it's 34. Or 34
0: and a half, Scott. You're not going to score 34 points in overtime. You're good. Uh can I interest you in a second overtime after it ties at 110 at the end of the first overtime. Second overtime doesn't go as well, Scott. They put up 16 points, but they still end in a tie. 63-63. You're fucked. It's half. You're six and a half points short. But holy shit, they decided to absolutely stop scoring. This game is sitting 131, Scott. They've got a uh, two-point... It's,
1: it's sitting 132.
0: Or, excuse, uh, 132. You're right. You're right. 132. Troy's got the uh, lead. Jacksonville shoots the desperation three. They miss. Troy rebounds, game over, right? Oh, shit. Jacksonville fouls. With under a second left, Troy goes to the line, makes not one, but two free throws. Congratulations. Your under 132 and a half is finally dead. It took three overtimes to kill you, but you're gone. Call the cops.
1: Three overtimes. That's just, that's so brutal. That's so bad. Yep. Because you know, somebody somewhere had it and they were just either counting their money stopped watching the game, or they were miserable instead of two and a half hours for about three and a half hours. And I can only imagine how painful that experience was. But another awful experience in college basketball, if you had UT Arlington minus two against Abilene Christian, lighted by three with three seconds left, intentional foul, smart move. You know, you can't really hate it. That's what you're supposed to do. Single bonus, Abilene Christian misses the first free throw on purpose. They got the rebound. They hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to send it to overtime. That
0: desperation play that never, ever works, ever.
1: Never works. And then UT Arlington, once you're going to overtime, you know you're dead. UT Arlington lost by nine. You had it in the bag. You just had to get one rebound. You couldn't do it, and Arlington went from up three to down nine. You can rip up your ticket.
0: Yep. Browns' backers in the house. Nathan Seren is here. Nice uh, isotope shirt. I, I give all the credit to my son. Jacob Houston wants to know when the directional Michigan's learned how to play defense. Uh, about five minutes more game time last night, nearly as I could tell. Holy shit. You see that one going under with no weather? Not that uh, I know not that, that far it was anyway. mentioned
1: in the comments section uh, that somebody did really like the first half under. So I did see that. It really came down to the one argument that I had, I guess, for playing the under, the one argument I had against playing an over which would be the pace for Western Michigan because they play slow, but they give up 40 to Akron. Yeah. You can't anticipate them to play that well defensively.
0: Nope, nope, not at all. And speaking of the Mac, that's going to be our last call the cops. Uh, If you were one of my premium subs, you had this. We we got a push out of it, Scott, but I know there was a – and you did as well because you had it. This is your play of the day too, right?
1: I had 34 flat, yep. so I got a push out of it. If you
0: had Miami of Ohio, team total over 34. That's what you had. That's what my premium subs had it. But at game time, that was 34 and a half. And why does that half matter? You'll find out. They missed an extra point, Scott, in the first quarter on a play that looked to me, for all intents and purposes, like everybody on the defense was offsides. Plus, it looked like somebody came right over the center. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. None of that shit was called. They missed an extra point. To go up uh, to to uh, go down seven to six. Why did that matter, Scott?
1: Well, because they scored five touchdowns.
0: Because but they, they only
1: made four extra points.
0: Because they scored five touchdowns and only made four extra points. That game lands on thirty four, but it's worse than that because they hit thirty four with four twenty nine left in the third quarter. You know they're going to get at least two more, two more possessions, probably three. Their best possession, big, long drive, six-minute drive. They have the ball down to the 25-yard line, fourth and four. Kick. Scott, go, kick the field kick goal. Kick the
1: damn field 40, goal. 40,
0: 42 yards. Even with a Matt kicker, that should be a, a 65-35 make, right?
1: It should be, or at least you should try it.
0: Yeah, but uh, no, no. The It's a teaching moment. wanted to teach him something, and mainly they wanted to teach him that uh, we don't know how to run up the fucking middle. That's that's what they Even wanted to do. Even if teach you're
1: going to go for it there, which I disagree with, can you at least try to throw the ball? The clock only runs after fourth down if you get the actual first down.
0: Yeah. They yeah. really
1: couldn't. Come on. You're going to run the ball on fourth and four? Try no, pl- play action-
0: t- plus action it would tracks. have made it more than four scores. It was the, uh, the difference, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah.
1: I-, I took a nap during the game anyway, so it's fine.
0: Do you see do you see what I have up on the screen right now?
1: That's why I said it.
0: Okay, very good. Um Outstanding. I see I was I was I always forget the banners in the first part. So mm-hmm. one more one more one more reminder to like and subscribe, or Rychelle will come to your house and demand to take a nap.
1: I mean, I like naps, okay? It's it's how you get through some of these <laughs> bad beats. It's a worse beat if you're watching it from start to finish.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um All right, well, there was some good news out there, Scott. Hopefully this is where most of our picks were. Let's find out who is sitting in the rocking chair.
1: So, first one in the NBA, if you had the Warriors plus three, they came out to play. They led by 22 after the third quarter, won by 18 points.
0: Very solid, very solid. If you had the Jazz minus 11.5 against those 76ers, no problem at all for the Jizzy Jazz. They led by 16 at halftime. They ended up winning by 35. Uh, Embiid played that
1: game? No, he did not. No. Do you think Embiid actually played a basketball game?
0: Not that they lost not. by not that they lost by 35, I don't.
1: Yeah, so he did not play. And the last one, if you had Western Michigan and Eastern Michigan, either first half under or full game under, full game total was 66 and a half, 13 points at halftime, game landed 43.
0: Not much of a doubt about that one, man. It was. It looked like it was going to be kind of an overnight in the MAC last night, and it was just one game barely snuck over the total, and the other was were, were well under. So,
1: yeah. Well, the Miami Ohio one was kind of close because they had 41 going into the fourth. So even a mediocre quarter, you're probably pushing a 51. Okay. Can I interest you in no points in that entire quarter?
0: You cannot interest me at all. Not one. Day.
1: Yeah. Neither can I. But that's what happened.
0: Uh. Okay. All right, enough enough about that. Um, okay, I guess we have to talk about it. <laughs> Scott, we usually do a segment called The Odds Makers Were Drunk, where the lines just kind of don't make any sense. And So we, we had a situation yesterday where the odds makers were drunk, but there was somebody uh, that was drunk as well. And then there was probably. I think some... it was
1: the first time we've done this for the segment. Yeah,
0: and then there's probably somebody that was listening to us and they were drunk. So it just. It just perpetuated. Let's find out who was drinking today, Scott. All right, go ahead and deliver the bad news.
1: Well, it was us. It was us. The two of us sitting right here because our bet the farm play was Oregon. Quack, quack. Minus three and a half against BYU. They lost by 32 points. Now, looking at the actual game itself, Oregon, I guess, was supposed to be the better team. I don't really know what the hell happened there. was it was the, the
0: game was in Oregon. They were got they got away from Maybe it was the it trees. Was Oregon,
1: you're playing in the Moda Center, you know, you got a decent crowd there. You lost by 32 points. Really? It was never close. We're going to blame Oregon, you know, cuz they're college kids and they got a lot to learn. We'll blame us. Yep. Because for some reason we should have seen that. But Oregon, yeah, we gave them out. They got buried. So, we'll take responsibility. We were drunk.
0: The only good thing I'll say about that game is you didn't have to watch it very long to realize you You, really didn't. you were probably fucked. It was just brutal from beginning to end. So, yeah. Yeah, Ohio, uh, Ohio settled for the field goal too many times. I agree. Maybe BYU is that good. Uh, yeah. Oh, no,
1: BYU is good. Marcelo certainly is. Be, it's one thing to be good at basketball. It's another thing to beat a top 12 team, ranked-wise, in a hostile environment by 32 points like I think BYU is good I don't know if they're 32 points better than a top 15 team in the country right but I will give BYU some respect that is a good basketball team
0: JC Stone Valpo Stanford under 133 says it's a lock but you're right to well, Valpo
1: plays extremely slow yeah I know Stanford had issues scoring against Tarleton I think they scored 62 points they they play extremely terrible so yeah so I I don't hate that under
0: no not a bit Central Michigan team total under 28-and-a-half against Ball State, Scott. I think he meant over. Uh, oh, he just – uh, yeah, over, sorry. Uh, opened up 30-and-a-half, went down. Full game has dropped six. Oh, look at that. Scott R looks great when he smiles.
1: It rarely happens, but thank you.
0: Uh, Total – yep. So, uh, is there rain coming? Is there rain coming, Tony? I, ch- I checked that, man. Um.
1: For me, I feel like it's a tough spot because Central Michigan's offense has actually looked very good the last couple of weeks. And Ball State was a team, of course, that won the MAC last year, has definitely taken a step backwards. When you see a total drop of about six points there, I'm usually just going to not play if I like the over on something, if there's a movement that heavy in the opposite direction. So I'm personally going to pass on that if I were you, Jacob. If it was 27.5 maybe, I do think the hook is kind of unfortunate, but the fact that the total has dropped six points does seem pretty concerning if you like any type of over, right?
0: Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the official, looking at the official. I don't circuit. I don't know if it's
1: weather or not or whatever, but when a total drops that much, I'm usually hesitant to take a team total over in that spot.
0: That is weather, brother. It's going to be, uh, it looks like going to be alternating between <laughs> this is fantastic i don't know whether you like few showers or showers light rain or rain you're going to get all of those tonight
1: bring your swim trunks
0: uh wind coming out of the south southwest 13 14 miles an hour gust up to 20 i'm guessing yeah yeah that's not that's not ideal and it does explain it does explain the drop right there rain doesn't bother you wind does absolutely he's absolutely correct well,
1: there's, all, there's also wind so you know you got that too
0: yeah, and I know, and I know we've talked about it before, but it's for every every mile an hour the wind is over ten, the, the total just drops exponentially. So you always keep an eye on the wind. Yeah, rain, not as big a deal unless it's just you know uh, a frog strangler, gully washer, that kind of thing. Bring your swimsuit. I'm
1: expecting over or under fifteen and a half ponchos in attendance.
0: Jacob, you said I live in Indiana. I don't see any rain in our forecast, dude. I, I'm only, I'm only. Reporting with the weather channel just told me this is weather. Yeah,
1: over, over under 15 and a half ponchos in attendance.
0: Oh, over, over. I'm going over too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Correct. Um, what else, we what else we got on the, on the football? I know we've, i got another, we've got another Mac game there. Uh, well,
1: somebody was asking about, oh, it's oh, Mac it's Mac the,
0: it's, it's the Buffalo game about the what game Scott?
1: Yeah. The Buffalo one. Somebody was asking if it looked like a trap line with Northern Illinois minus one and a half. The argument would be that emotionally it's Buffalo's last home game of the season, but this team has been awful. They're four and six. I don't think they're very good at football, but you're looking at Northern Illinois and you look at the point differential with this team. I can't tell how much of it is smoke and mirrors because Lombardi has been very good. I'll give him credit for that. But Northern Illinois is seven and three. They're five and one in conference play. They're averaging thirty one point five points per game, and they're allowing thirty three point three points per game. Yeah, it's a, it's so they're a, allowing two more points basically per game. Yep, and they're four games over in both conference play and overall. That sounds a little bit odd, doesn't it? If they
0: were in baseball, I, I would I would say they're exceeding their Peckota because They're so the Mariners. Yeah, they are. They're exactly the that's exactly who they are. They win. They've won every close game. Um, but you know, they've got some they've got some talent there, Scott. They've got Jay Drucker in the backfield. And he's got a good uh, wide
1: receiving core as well. They
0: have a good wide receiving core. You know, and Lombardi, they're missing their second leading rusher, but they were missing him last week. They they didn't matter. Uh Lombardi can pick up the slack. And, you know, again, he's another one of these Mac quarterbacks that nobody talks about. That's pretty damn decent. Um, but I'm more interested in just How terrible this this Buffalo defense is, especially against the run. They're bottom twenty in the nation in both yards per carry and yards allowed per game in rushing. I don't know how the Bulls step up to stop them here, Scott. And I, you know, I hate to say Lombardi.
1: Lombardi can also run, by the
0: way. I said that. I said I said said he's at rush for three hundred eighty six yards so far.
1: I thought you were talking about the. I thought you were talking about one of the running backs. I didn't realize you were talking about Lombardi. Sorry.
0: You don't even listen to the show, do you?
1: Uh, I listened to it in my head.
0: <laughs> good enough. Um, Huskies, by the way, never lost in Buffalo, Scott.
1: For me, I got to go with Northern Illinois. I don't think that Buffalo's new coach is that good. And I think we're learning that Kansas actually won multiple games for for once. Mm-hmm. I think Leopold was actually a good coach. Yeah. So I'm assuming they downgraded there. Oh, you, know but... pre- you know
0: who else was pretty good? Who? Jared Patterson was pretty good.
1: Oh, I heard he was good, too. I know Marks was supposed to have a big year, and yeah. he hasn't really done much. No, they're rushing, for a more. they're
0: rushing for almost 100 yards less per game this year than last year.
1: Yeah, and Ventrice Van has been meh. I don't think he's been very good. But I got to go Northern Illinois. However, I'm not taking the one and a half. I'll take the money line. Yeah, Northern fair. Illinois, it seems like every game they play is just an absolute sweat every time. Yeah. Give me the money line. I'm not going to sweat anything out. I think it'll come down to the wire. But Northern Illinois, underrated factor for that team. Very good field goal kicking unit. Mm-hmm. Very important in the MAC. You rarely see good kicking units. They actually have one.
0: Going to be windy. Going to be windy in Buffalo, so keep an eye on that. So.
1: Well, that's important because Buffalo can't stop the run. Yep,
0: yep. That is, that is very important. Uh, Crash, Pacers, Wizards, Cavs, all to cover, Scott. Pacers against, Cavs, I'll pass on. Pacers against Detroit. Uh, uh, Pacers against Detroit. I'm, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I, I hate Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, the team's
1: awful. But yeah. I, I think that Indiana should cover. They burned me with that one game against uh, Denver. So, of course, I'm a little bit biased. Uh, Roland, if you like Buffalo Moneyline, are you crazy? No, they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs. It, that's not, like, a shocking 20-point underdog Moneyline play. No, they could win. I think the game will be close. I'm just going with the team that's actually proven that they could win close games. Buffalo losing two in a row. Got buried by Miami, Ohio last week. Lost to Bowling Green the game prior. I'm just not interested. If I'm playing, I'm taking Northern Illinois, but I'm taking the money line. But to go with the actual basketball games, Indiana I kind of have to like because Detroit just not a good basketball team. And believe it or not, fading, fading bad teams in basketball is usually profitable, as crazy as that sounds. But... To go through the other games there, I don't like Cleveland at all tonight. Cleveland's missing basically everybody. I actually think the Nets are going to roll tonight. That was our that, that was our yesterday. silver
0: medal yeah. bet the farm, by the way.
1: Well, your argument going in was, well, you like the Nets on a back-to-back, you got to be nuts. And the argument there is the Nets got embarrassed, so they didn't get to use the starters for much of the fourth quarter, if any of the fourth quarter. And Cleveland is missing most of their best players yep. because Sexton we know is already out. Mobley is now out for a month, and he was one of the favorites to win Rookie of the Year. Markinen's still out, and Jared Allen, their starting center, who's been really good this season, Mm -hmm. is also out, which means your projected starting lineup for the Cavaliers is Rubio, Garland, Okoro, one of your guys, Wade, and potentially Kevin Love if he can play for more than five minutes. So that's a terrible starting lineup. I can pick Cleveland if they're missing most of their best guys. I can't do it.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Ten ten's a ton, especially like you said, the Nets on a back to back, but and Cleveland's been very good against the number this year, but that's a different team. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't really base any offensive or defensive numbers on what they're trotting out there tonight, missing what, three of their starters?
1: Uh yeah. It's it's not exactly a pretty situation. I think the Nets should roll. There's always a chance the Nets fall apart in the fourth quarter. And still win the game because we've seen that before where they just simply put really go iso heavy in the fourth quarter and look awful. Right. I've seen that before, but I can't take Cleveland. They're missing too many guys. Okay. If you're, be, if you're wait, what?
0: Oh, no. I was just going go to go into the next one. Go ahead. Finish oh, yeah. Up. No, you can't. I was going
1: to say, if you're forced to play Dean Wade for about 32 minutes, I can't exactly back you. You know,
0: what's the matter with you? I love Dean W, DW, man.
1: He was great in college. Yeah. I'm just saying the fact that he's been a bench warmer. Now he might play serious minutes tells you the current active health of the roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. I, I mean, we talked about before the show that I really can't believe he's in the NBA, let alone having a, a chance to start.
1: Um,
0: Somebody asked about the um the Thunder to cover against Houston. Is Houston just a blind fade at this point? Two and, two and a half. I made a video
1: is- on the game, so I got the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, just spoil word if you want my reasoning as to why. Either watch that video or listen for the next 20 seconds because I'll just repeat everything that I said in the video. I can't back to the Rockets because they've lost 12 in a row and they're 0-8 on the road. If you're winless on the highway and you're only getting two and a half, I have to fade you, just based on principle. And the Thunder, they lost their last two games pretty decisively. They played the Nets, good basketball team. Played the Heat, good basketball team. Against underwhelming or average teams, the Thunder have been competitive. But it's mostly principle, if you're 0-8 on the road and most of those games aren't close, I have to fade you.
0: Yeah, you have to. And, and this is a Thunder team that's done pretty well against bad teams. They, they struggled their last two times out against Brooklyn and Miami. Uh, and to... no,
1: I'm not overreacting to the second game of the season where Houston killed this team. I'm not going to overreact to it. No. I think, I think Oklahoma City bounces back.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to look at current form, and I think yeah. I think until Houston does anything, especially on the road, they're just a blind mm-hmm. fade. Two and a half points. That's to me. That's a gift.
1: I expect it to close at three or three and a half.
0: I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Uh, T train. T train is 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 uh, crying in his beer because he has to he has to fade his beloved Boston Celtics. Baston, do, do you have that accent, Tony? Do you Baston, does pocket to Gaiden and whatnot. Um, you agree with him, Scott? We're going to fade Boston, fade Boston tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Five points.
1: Atlanta's been good at home. My look at that game is the under. It's the Celtics. I feel like that's a safe underplay pretty much every time, ever since Jalen Brown got injured. Yep. You look at those Celtics scores, it looks like 1990. Like Their team's not reaching 100 on a regular basis. They've... Those games are extremely low scoring. Capella's a good rim protector as well. I'm going with the under. I think you'll see a low-scoring game.
0: Yeah, they've they've topped 104 points once in the last seven games. That's And the
1: record's decent. They've been good because the defense has been insane. Of course, Robert Williams is out, which is going to hurt because he's easily their best rim protector. But I do think that total's a bit high. I'll take the under. Okay. Uh,
0: Atlanta playing good basketball. Hadn't been very good against the numbers so far, but they have one cover their last two on this homestand. Uh yeah, I'm I I think Boston's going to slow everything down, and they do and they do for all their faults on offense too. Still do pretty play pretty good uh, defense. Mm. I think they'll be able to slow them down enough. Uh, T train says he's got a uh, a new a New York accent, so very good. Um, Bucks should roll tonight. You agree? Well,
1: Middleton's supposed to be back. I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to play because he's finally back from COVID. So hopefully he plays a little bit, but. Can you really like anything about the Lakers right now?
0: No, no, I cannot. I cannot like, I cannot like anything about the Lakers, Um, at least until Friday when the rumored LeBron may be back. But
1: yeah, but you're looking at the Lakers right now. I get that AD has been having a good year. Great. Westbrook is not. The supporting cast has been inconsistent. melo has been good for the most part. I think Malik Monk's been okay as well. They are just priced based on the name brand which is why I can't believe the bulls were only one point favorites against them about two days ago because the bulls were clearly better and they killed them, but the bucks should win. You're hoping Middleton provides some spark of some kind it's in the forum, uh, the bucks forum. So I'm going to go ahead and take the bucks. I think they'll win the game handily.
0: Yep. It's uh, a, it's an LA team that has really been, uh, really struggled on the road. Um, I
1: can't even say they're treading water. They're like, Seventy-five percent drowning.
0: Well, and they've only and the, the other thing is Scott, they've only played three road games, so mm-hmm. they had they've had a massive they've had a massive home stay. And The last time they played a road game was four days before Halloween, so yeah, they've been home. T train. I just got your joke. I can't I can't believe it took me that long to get it. But yeah, going to the turlet. I got you. <sighs> I, I see uh, a
1: couple of people asking about St. John's against Indiana. That's your team, buddy. I'm biased because I root St. I root for St. John's. I said they're going to make the tournament. This is one of those games you need to win if you want to make the tournament. So I like St. John's money line. I think they're good. I've said it before. I just think that this team is very, very good. And you're looking at the actual depth. They got, uh, they still have Posh. They still have Champagny. Soriano's, they ended up acquiring. And they have Wheeler from Purdue. I just really like the St. John's team. And Anderson plays a unique defense that forces a bunch of turnovers. And it's tough to prepare for. Now, Indiana killed the Northern Illinois, who was atrocious last year. So I'm not going to read much into that. And they beat Eastern Michigan, a team that's usually underwhelming, by six. So I think St. John's has a shot to win the game.
0: Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm interested to see what this Indiana defense has. Because so that, so far, they've been very good, again, against basically scrimmages. So yeah. you, you don't know what you've got. Meanwhile, Uh, St. John scored 119 on Mississippi Valley State, so fuck it, I'm convinced.
1: They killed St. Peter's, which is kind of a similar... uh, St. Peter's is a lot better than Mississippi Valley, but they're definitely beneath Eastern Michigan, etc. Try to get into heaven when
0: you kill St. Peter's, Scott. That's not something you want to do.
1: uh, It might send you to hell, but either way, I do think that this line is a bit high. I get that Indiana in Assembly Hall usually plays well, but I really think St. John's is the much more talented basketball team at least from top to bottom, depth-wise.
0: Yeah, I agree. This Indiana squad hasn't been tested yet. We'll have to see, we'll have to see what happened. Uh, you worried about uh, Adewasu not being able to play? You care?
1: Uh, not really. He's one of those guys who is a guard technically, but he moves in slow motion. So he's not exactly a quick guard. He's more of a physical guy. He's more of a depth piece. I don't think that's really that big of a deal. You're still expecting posh. And Wheeler and Champagny to be the main focal points of the offense, that's still going to be in place.
0: Jones said you took St. John's in a parlay with Michigan State and Kansas State. I like Michigan State. I just, I'm not convinced of this Kansas State team yet. They, uh,
1: it's, it's okay. They're not playing UMKC. They're fine.
0: <sighs> no, no, that's yeah. Well, that's they have in the past, and they they barely they barely squeaked by them the last time they played. But you're, you're still not going to roast me, huh? Are you still going to roast me for that? No. I'm just. I'm not sure. I'm not sure K State is 17 and a half points better than just about anybody this morning. I know. I know Uno is terrible. I well, know they it.
1: couldn't cover that against Florida A&M. Right? That's
0: that's what I'm worried about. That's what I keep. That's what I keep looking at. And that was a game that was kind of close all the way through. So, um, and
1: a question from Jacob: Do I like the under in the Butler game? Uh, see, it's tough because I think Michigan State's going to end up with around 68, maybe 70. So the question is, do you think Butler gets to 62? I'm really not sure if they're going to because they really slow the pace.
0: Yeah, I think between – It's tough. I, I just – I think that Michigan State's still struggling to hit from downtown. Yeah, I would – I got to lean under there.
1: I'd lean under. I feel better about the under than Michigan State team total over. Let's put it that way.
0: Yep, absolutely right. Uh, Wizards over 217.
1: I don't know if I want to take any over with Wizards games. They're a fantastic defensive team.
0: You hear, do you hear what's coming out of your mouth
1: right now? They're a very, very good defensive isn't team. Isn't
0: that weird? Isn't, isn't that weird that they've... Uh, but you know you know who's not a good defensive team?
1: Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah,
0: that's correct. I'd be more interested in playing Wizards team total over right there. Uh, yeah, one, I agree. One ten, one ten and a half, whatever you're going to get that at.
1: See, the thing is, I think I'd probably pass on the over because even the last two games... Charlotte played against the Knicks, gave up 96, played against the Warriors, gave up 102. So I'm not going to say they turned a corner defensively. They have been playing better defense over the last couple of games. Washington has been playing really good defense. So actually, for that over 217, I just wouldn't play it. I think it's under a pass for me.
0: Okay. Uh Vanderbilt, Scott.
1: Ooh. What are Wait. your thoughts on Scottie Pippen Jr.?
0: I don't think he's getting the respect he deserves. He's always in the he's line. Very he's very good. He always seems to be playing second fiddle. No, he is very good. He's very, very good. Um, you know, this is a Vandy team. They've gotten off to a nice start, and, you know, they may make some noise there in the SEC because the SEC the noise not very is good in at basketball. probably
1: finishing above 500, which is a serious moral victory for the A country.
0: shot at making the tournament
1: shot shot yeah they got a shot
0: because they're in the sec because everybody but
1: kentucky usually sucks in the sec i gotta like vandy don't i vcu is a team that is usually very good in the a10 first two games this season they barely beat saint peters so congrats on winning i guess right you lost to wagner at home yep by fourteen points. As an 11. You only scored forty four points against Wagner?
0: Yep, as an eleven half point shock. That's not good. That isn't. That's and now you're playing the first
1: road game of the year. I gotta like Vandy in that spot. Yeah. Uh
0: I think Vandy's played uh again, haven't played anybody really so far. I'll do I'm a state in Texas State, but they have uh for the most part, they didn't cover against Alabama State, although, you know, 25 and a half. I'm willing to give passes when you get those mid twenties, thirties kind of spreads, and they don't I don't give a fuck. Uh Texas State, they're a seven point favorite. So they win by 19. But mainly, Scott, like you said, this VCU team hasn't shown us anything.
1: Forty four points against Wagner?
0: At all. Yeah. No, not at all. Come yeah. on. You got to do better than that. Yep. Agreed. Uh I like I like Andy there in that spot. Agreed. I have to yeah until 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 Vcu shows they can score because you know they're always going to play good defense but until they can mm-hmm. score ask, ask I'm Virgin- at
1: an under in that game, too potentially
0: ask Virginia how that's working out for them, you know playing good defense not killed by Houston score. yesterday yeah they did
1: well they scored 47.
0: Uh, I know it landed 114 so
1: I think it was 67 47. okay I think
0: that sound that sounds
1: exactly right
0: Michigan State Butler we talked about that uh Michigan State. In do you, the want, to un- talk, in the do you want to talk? you want to the- talk about the
1: other football game? I know that you yeah, had yeah. a total yeah. for that one, but you have any thoughts on the Central Michigan side?
0: You know, this Central Michigan team. I, I love watching this team play. Um, I, I, uh, I I I I love I love watching the uh, watching the receiver. Um, Pimpleton is Pimple- really really Pimple- fun. Pimpleton is a shit, and they've got uh, they've got Trey in the backfield.
1: I like Richardson as a quarterback too.
0: He's he's very underrated, Scott. He's an, he's a, another one of these uh, Mac guys, and you look at him and he's like he's thrown like nineteen touchdown passes or whatever it is, he just mm-hmm. he keeps he keeps chucking it. I'm, you know, I, it's hard to it's hard to play road favorites in in the Mac. It really is, mm-hmm. and uh, this Ball State team pretty darn good but i think central michigan i i think they keep it rolling we saw them against kent state last week of course kent state awful defense just just awful but they they put up some points against some pretty decent defenses in western michigan they put up 42 they put up 38 against northern illinois um, ball state struggled again to get past akron i kind of use that as a yardstick for me um Last time they lost, they were at home, they lost to Miami of Ohio. I've got to go Central Michigan there. I'll, I'll lay that short
1: number. I agree. You're looking at Central Michigan's last two games. Offensively, they've been insane. Scored 42 against Western Michigan. A couple of punt return touchdowns, but still. And then scored 54 against Kent State. The truth is, only allowing 30 points to both Western Michigan and Kent State, I actually think is impressive. Yep. Because those are two of the better offenses yep. in that conference. Ball State is going to be playing a home game against Buffalo in the final game. So this is not a senior night, huge emotional game, whatever. It's not. So if you want to think that Ball State will have one bigger game on the horizon, which is the final home game of the year, but I like Central Michigan. They're playing a really good ball. And two and a half against a team that has really – I'd say underperformed over the last back half of the actual conference slate. I think Central Michigan's an undervalued team.
0: Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's I, I I that's I'm the, I'm the same way. I, I think this is a team that, um, very similar to Eastern Michigan. I think they're I think they're sneaky good and they've got some serious offensive weapons. If you if you like watching, we've told you this before on the videos before they play, but if you like watching a fun player, uh, the human joystick, dec- definitely check out Pimbleton as a receiver, and most definitely as a punt returner. He's a, yeah. uh, very exciting. Uh, Nathan Cerna likes uh, Drexel tonight against St. Joe. I like the over in that game. Uh, St. Joe plays absolutely no defense at all. Uh, Jordan Hall having a nice season uh, as, is, as is Funk. Uh, I think this one ends up close. Could come down to free throws. Um, yeah. I don't
1: think St. Joe's has played defense in about seven years.
0: No. No, that's just it's just it's just not their thing. I like I think the over is uh, my better my favorite play for me there. Uh, ben Campbell likes UCLA and Baylor tonight, Scott.
1: I don't have any issues backing top ten teams in the country, or just against a weaker competition. UCLA did me a solid at uh, the second half in their matchup against Long Beach State. Defensively, I got some question marks with that team, but I do think that UCLA as a whole is still one of the best three college basketball teams in the country, just with the actual depth with the experience from last year's team. So I still like them overall. They're playing against North Florida. Good luck to North Florida. They're going to need it. The only question is, are they going to get buried or lose comfortably? I think they'll get buried. And as for Baylor, 34 and a half. That's, they're going to win, obviously. 34.5 34 and a half does seem maybe a little bit high to me. I feel better about UCLA than Baylor, let's put it that way.
0: Yep. Uh David Stan says UCLA team total over. Yeah, I think that's solid. on that. Yeah, I think that's solid indeed. All right, one more we'll do a we'll do a, a we'll do one uh, hockey. Michael B asked about the Colorado Puckline line uh, playing the Abs uh, let me get to that. <laughs> going against going against the Canucks tonight, Scott. You like laying? Canucks
1: have completely fallen apart.
0: Yeah, they really have. You like you like laying the wood there with Colorado.
1: I would go with either puck line or to win in regulation. Vancouver has hit a wall and a half. They have really fallen apart. We know that this is a young team that showed signs of life in the postseason. I ended up beating the Blues last year, for example. They went to seven against the Golden Knights a couple years ago. But still, I got to go with Colorado. I think they're the better overall team. I am curious about this Capitals and Kings game because the Kings were supposed to be a bit of an underwhelming team. Then they caught fire. But the total is about five and a half in a Capitals game. But I like the under. You're looking at what the Kings have done defensively over the last couple of weeks. They've been a very solid defensive team. And I know taking a five and a half against an Ovechkin team is dangerous, but that total does seem a bit high. I do think that game finishes three to two. I don't hate a sprinkle maybe on overtime in that game, but the last couple of games for the Kings, they have been unbelievable defensively to go through those games, just to go through the last of them in order, gave up three against Winnipeg. Actually, I'll give up the final goal tallies for their games. Five, two, five, six, five, five, five. So I'll take the under five. I'll take the under five and a half.
0: Uh, to finish up the point with the Vancouver game, Ben Campbell says I like the over. I do too. This is a, this is a Canucks team that hasn't been able to stop anybody lately. Um, giving up almost five goals a game over their last over their last six, including nineteen goals over their last three games. I've got to, I've got to play the over there, Scott, with this Colorado team that's uh, scored nineteen goals in their last four yeah I'll play that
1: yeah I see a lot of people asking about IUPUI if I like the under there's a general rule in life besides just betting if it ain't broke don't fix it and we rode Presbyterian until the bitter end and made a lot of money so until IUPUI goes over a game you should probably keep taking the under
0: yep yep until you until you seven out just keep pressing those place bets. It's
1: like the saying. Drake spread last year. It's oh. like, should I lay this with Drake? I don't know. They've only covered 17 in a row. Yes, you, you should. Know, maybe you should just see what happens.
0: All right, let's do it, Go buddy. Ahead. We have reached that point in the show, everyone, where it is time for Scott and I to put our heads together and reveal what we have come up with for today's best play. Put on your straw hat. Get on that John Deere. Fire that bad boy up. It is time for the hump day edition of Beth That Farm. Speaking of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Scott, what do you got?
1: So we're going to go with a team that I like to introduce as the new Citadel because the old one does not play quickly anymore. So we're going to look at one of my favorite over teams so far this season, and it should continue throughout the year. It is Long Beach State taking on Utah Valley, and the play of the day is going to be on the over 151 at minus 120 on DraftKings. First things first, DraftKings clearly drunk at the wheel. Most books have 152 and a half. DraftKings is giving you a three point and a half for an extra 10 cents. Thank you for the early holiday present, I guess. But each of Long Beach State's first two games have had at least 179 points, at least 167 points in regulation. When you give up, 80-plus points to Idaho in regulation, your defense has a problem. And you're looking at the defensive numbers. Long Beach State ranks 283rd in defense efficiency. Utah Valley ranks 211th. And the main reason why I'm calling Long Beach State the new Citadel is because they rank fourth in offensive tempo, according to Ken Palm. So this team doesn't guard anybody. This team goes extremely fast. I think that one of these teams, if not both, have a serious chance to reach 80, I'm going with the over.
0: There you go. And that is going to be our bet the farm play for today. Utah Valley State, Long Beach State over 151. If you can catch that 151 at DraftKings, do it. Do you hate it at 152 or 152 and a half, Scott? You're fine with that as well.
1: I kind of have to be just because Long Beach State, watching what I did against UCLA. I know UCLA's a good team. Half the shots weren't even contested. Everyone was wide open. I think UCLA scored a basket on 11 of their final 12 possessions with half of the backups in the game. This team can't guard anybody. I like the over.
0: That's it. All right, guys, and that's going to do it for the show today. As always, thanks for joining us. One more time, like and subscribe. Appreciate it, as always. Good luck on all of your plays today. Have some fun. Make some money. And we'll be back to do it again tomorrow on Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. Take care, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll see you then.